Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, Estate Burbank Podcast. We're Estate Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. The game plan, yeah. The show. Hey, see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Sunday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. That's right, kids. We are back yet again, and I have to warn you, I'm in a mood. Yeah, he is. He's like wound up tighter. <laughs> tighter than a drum. Fireboat drill. Okay, I've been waiting to tell you this. We were talking about this off air. I asked you, do you remember what... Uh, the number was for the last time we talked about our Twitter following. It was 600 and something. I think 660-something. Well, I want to thank everybody that has joined the Jazel Modcast Twitter following page. Because as of this moment recording, let me jump to the numbers. Mm-hmm. We had a significant spike in followers. Really? Yes. So, 660-something was the last time. I think, yeah. I'm not positive of the number, but I think it was six-something anyway. As of this moment, we have 500, or excuse me, we have 858 followers. Yay! So, that is a total of almost 200 followers added in one week. Awesome. 
And we still, you still haven't been, we haven't had time for you to explain to me what the fuck they're following. But that's okay, because they know, and I don't need to, because I'm not doing it. But, because uh, we're not, like, doing anything. <laughs> to me, it's like the blind leading the blind. Yeah. Well, we're it's... following you, okay, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> what they do is, instead of... Uh... And I thought about this last time we talked about how yeah. to explain it the best. Instead of having like uh, iTunes notify them that a new episode is out, yeah, yeah. or Stitcher, or TuneIn, or yeah. whoever else is right. carrying us, they go to Twitter. And if they follow us, as soon as a new episode comes out, it doesn't matter what uh, show it is, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, yeah. as soon as we put a new episode up, yeah. it notifies them. Oh, so they get like a bing yes. or whatever, and, and they know to look at it. And they, oh, okay. So, so that's what they're following. Yes. Okay, well, that's cool. Okay, I get it now. <clears throat> and let me just see this. I was, I was thinking, dude, I hope, they're not, <laughs> I hope they're not expecting me to be doing anything because I'm not. <laughs> and I want to thank Ryan Patrick Miller at Ryan underscore P underscore Miller. He just joined us right now. Cool. And now we're up to 8.59. All right, Ryan. So welcome. So thank you for welcome. that. Thank you for following us. Okay, I want, before we get into the show, I've, okay. I've got to talk about some things. Um, everybody knows that I've released a book because I've been talking about right, it for like right. two weeks straight. Right. If you go to... Um, the Jazel Modcast. No, you know what? Fuck that. Go to my website. Not okay. my website, but my webpage on Twitter. I'm going to post the code. Okay? And this is for all you cheap bastards. Okay? That don't want to spend $9.95 for a book. Cheap motherfuckers. Go and you'll get a, a code. Okay? Right. Go to Create Space because they're offering this offer right now. Right. And you can get it, the book. Enter the code, and it's... You know what? Fuck that. Hold on. <laughs> so this is what I'm going to do, okay? Okay. I'm only going to repeat this once. If you don't get it, rewind it and write it down, <laughs> okay. okay? It's it's going to be there permanently, so you can okay. catch it as many times as you want. Right. If you go to Create Space, click that you want to buy my book. Buy that piece of shit, okay? Go to checkout. When it checks out, it's going to ask you to enter a code. You enter the code in... Like Nancy. V... Like Victor. Y... Like Yowza. <laughs> four, five. Like four, five. P... Like P. <laughs> w... Yeah, wow. And eight. Eight like ocho. Yes. <laughs> so if you go and you enter that, and it's... It, let me just give it straight through. N, V, Y, four, five, P, W, eight. Okay? okay, you get three dollars off my book, which is called what? The book. Oh, it's a dark ride. There you I'm go. I'm sorry. Oh well. And so that means I get a three dollar cut in my cut, or you know, in, in my your... my royalty. Right. But you know what, you some bitches, go buy my book. Yeah. I don't ask for much. We yeah. give you a free podcast. Yeah. We give you a free podcast network yeah. seven motherfucking days a week. We give you something for free. Yeah help us out. Yeah. And while you're there, you cheap sons of bitches, <laughs> go buy Sadie's book. I'm going to say your real name. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your yeah, book, buy my book. Buy my book. And your book is? Uh, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner. All right. I'm done renting. For that. On that. On that. Okay. On that just subject, just done. to let you know, this is what kind of mood I'm in, kids. He's wound up. Okay, each and every week we get together and find out what you, the listeners, have to say, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And we call this the Email Brown Bag Specials. What do you got? Well, last week we got uh, an email from Aaron Hernandez in Barquisimeto, Venezuela. Yes, I remember that. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he said um, that he wants to know, I'm cutting through the body of his email down to the question. I have a question. Why is it that iTunes here in Venezuela is just now releasing number 47 when it drops on Sunday everywhere else? Just curious. Right. And uh, last week in our show, you issued a, a request to our listeners. You said, stop right now, put on pause, and email us and let us know what day the show drops where you walk. Okay, I remember that. Yes. Okay, so we have received an email from Rick Pyle in Essex, England. Wow. And he says... I should uh, go, what one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, regarding episode 48, he goes, Hi guys, I got to the part in the show where Dave asked us to push pause and let you know when we got the episode, so I did. Well, here in the UK, it drops on Sundays. Oh, and I listen to you guys on iTunes. Have a great week. Okay. So there you go. So yeah. England gets it the same day. On Sunday. Okay. Okay. Then we have an email from Paul White, Blue Mountains, Australia. And he what, says... Blue, what? Blue Mountains, Australia. I've never heard of that. I mean, either... But okay. I'm sure the people of Blue Mountains are resentment now that we, that we admit to never. We got to get a map and start putting little dots on it. I yes. want to get a map, a world map. Seriously, I that'd think be awesome. Be so cool. Um, anyhow, regarding episode 48, uh, I get my podcast every Sunday here in Australia, mates. <laughs> uh, great show so far. So there you go. And who is that, that from? That is from Paul White. Okay. Blue Mountains of Strip. Okay. Then. Good day, Mark. Yeah. Good day. Good day. Um, Mark Stark. Oh, no. That. Okay. Well. Okay. Mark Stark. Oh, yeah. Mark Stark. Okay. From Texarkana. Remember? We yeah. also had an email from him before. Well, yeah. he emailed us and he said. Oh, he emailed us again. Yeah. He okay. said, hi, it's me again. It's, I get your podcast on Sundays via iTunes. Okay. Getting back to the show. Mark. So, we got, oh, one more. Okay. We got uh, one from Alexander uh, in the Philippines. Okay. And he says, great episode. Only been listening three shows now. Sadie S. Burbank is very entertaining. Don't, I, I don't want to What? Don't care too much for Daniel. <laughs> Um, you don't care for me? Apparently not. Don't care much. Oh, don't, don't hurt my feelings. Go ahead and read it. Don't care for David much, though. I am a big Bieber fan. And think and why he the is, fuck are you listening? And think he is misunderstood by his talent. I think he means about his talent. To your request, I just got episode today here in Philippines. Uh, 
and this was sent on the 17th that's, of June. That's today. 17th today. 17th today. So he just gets it on a Tuesday. Oh, wow. Because he says, I just got the episode today here in the Philippines. So Venezuela and the Philippines are getting delays. Now, I asked Ernie, I said, do you think that could be governmental in any way? You know, like control or interference or something. And he said, yeah, it sure could be. You know, you're talking basically third world controls. That makes sense. Yeah. And, but for what reason, nobody knows. But then you were saying that in Canada, we have friends up there and listeners up there. Yes. Who um, have, there are apparently very strict controls over the amount of time they can use the internet. Right. Which is just absolutely appalling to me. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding? They are, what is that? They are allowed <laughs> so much bandwidth per day. It's, it's not so much like you can get on there and surf the web and be on Facebook all day long. And that won't hurt your bandwidth because it's very little bandwidth. But if you get on there and listen to, like, podcasts or watch movies, that sucks up bandwidth. So that's... But, well, yeah, it is regulated. But, but, but I don't understand the motive uh, behind it. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't get the motive. I'm looking for a Kleenex because oh. I have to blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking away from the mic while I'm doing it. And that's what David is signaling me. Quit looking away from the mic. Okay, I found the tissue. I'm going to blow my nose. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't get what the motive would be. Uh, to me, the internet. I, I don't understand why the government cares how much download time you have on the internet. I don't know. To me. I don't, you I know, don't get it. And how do they regulate it anyway? By bandwidth. Everybody has a meter of how much bandwidth. If you look on your bill, it tells you how much bandwidth you use in a monthly period. So there's like a bandwidth store or something? And they go, they use yours up? I don't, I don't know. I, see, my basic problem, obviously, is that We're I American. don't understand. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But I don't understand the, the whole... Um, mechanical logistics of the internet to start with right. so that that's a problem and you're all that do you're going oh forget it go back and cook something or knit something or, or, or write something right or do something else because this is out of your area of expertise and it so is and i get that you know that's okay but at the at the same time there's got to be some kind of motive they've got it's all you know me i always say it's always the bottom line right always I don't care what's involved. It always comes down to the motive is the bottom line. Right. So what? wouldn't you think the government could make more money in a way to... Yeah. Or, or you know, to let people have unlimited bandwidth? Then they, I mean, if they wanted, they could tax it or something, you know? Do they do that here? Do they tax our oh, bandwidth yeah. use? Well, we don't, we don't... Well, we get taxed per... Our, not our usage, but our monthly fee. You know, because okay. we pay taxes okay. on our internet fee. And, and that, but that goes to our our carrier, right? That, that doesn't go to the government. No, the tax. We okay. Say you pay forty nine ninety five a month for yeah, internet, right? 
plus tax. That right, tax right. goes to the government. That goes to the government. Yes. So, so they could conceivably they could tax your bandwidth use absolutely and make more money. And so why just say arbitrarily no? You can't have more. Period. End of discussion. I don't get it. You know, it. it I don't get it. I'm sorry. It's how do I say this? I'm not knocking nobody's country. No. Okay? In, in God, fact, no. No. we are very flattered that you even listen to us. Yeah. And we, um, like I said, we have friends in Canada. Yes. Some of our best friends are Canadians. We got no problem with Canada. That's right. I love Canada. I've been there many times. Want to go back. Love it. But the thing is, is that's messed up. <laughs> if if it is a government thing. Yeah. You know, it, it just as an American, it boggles my mind because we have we have you know the freedom to. Yeah. There is no restriction. Well, and, and even not as an American, I mean, I guess I was living in a naive little world, but I always thought the Internet, being the worldwide net, I always figured it was just out there, and you just kind of tapped in <laughs> from wherever you are, you know, and then it, to me it's like a giant river running around the earth. Right. Okay, and each of us dabbles in the river wherever we want, whenever we want, for as long as we want. That's the way I sort of envisioned it. Essentially, it is. Which may be extremely simplistic, but that's the way I sort of see it. But essentially, that's what it is. So, so, so who are the river pirates that are telling me I can't stick my feet in the water for as long as I want if I'm in Canada? Right. That's what I don't get. That's, I just don't understand that. And is that is that true in other countries? Okay, let's have another push push pause and let us know. I would like to know from our listeners who live in other countries specifically uh-huh. because we know how it is here in the states. Right. I would like to know from from our listeners who live in other countries, do you face this problem too? It may not be Canada may not be the only one. They may all have that problem. Yeah, I that's mean, a, that's a know. good question. So push yeah. pause, and write let us, us know. And because Email us. Because it's very... It's very strange to us. Yeah, it is. And like you said, that could be an American thing, you know? We're so used to having everything we want when we want it that we just figure that everybody Everybody else does, yes. And we know in many cases that that is not true, Uh, obviously. You know, a lot of downtrodden people in the world. But um, it just seems odd. Right. Because... It, because the internet is not an American product. No, it's the internet is a worldwide web. Well, technically, the internet was created by a CERN in Switzerland. Um, that's how originally it was created. It was for the, the the scientists to to store all their information in the gathering room. And that's where it came from. So, it, technically, the internet wasn't even created in the states. Yeah, see? So, so. Cre- and you said it was created by a what? CERN. What's a CERN? CERN is the scientist network in oh. Switzerland. Oh. 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 I don't remember oh. what CERN stands okay. for, though. Okay, well, that's okay. Scientist, scientific um, But like all the, network. Like all the major <laughs> de- okay. developments. See, so it isn't even an American thing. Right. So, yeah, so let us know what you think. Yeah. Or not, well, not... Not what you think. Let us know. Does your country regulate your broadband time Family, usage? Yes. Or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I want to know because I, I, my jaw dropped when you told me 
You saw me. My yeah. jaw dropped <laughs> when you told me about Canada. And I'm like, what? So I want to know. See, that's... Is that typical of other countries or not? Right. And I want to know. Yeah. So let us know, please. Let us know what you think. We've heard from... So far, we've heard from Spain, Mexico, Germany, all these countries today that, that we heard from, the Philippines, Australia, uh, Venezuela, um, Texas, <laughs> yeah. England, uh We've literally all over the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one was Australia, too. I'm trying to think of any other countries that I can remember that we've heard from. Okay, we had to stop there for a minute because Lacey brought something interesting to the table. She was saying that her aunt has restrictions on her aunt. And she just lives 30 miles away. Right. Not even that. Uh, So what what I had to do is I had to stop and call Ernie, my, my honey. And I had to have him explain to me how this all works because I wasn't getting it. I, like I told you, I thought it was a big old river around the world and everybody just stuck their toes in whenever they wanted. Well, there, the step I was missing was getting from my house to the river. Right. And the way he explained it was that Internet access to me or to a country is like water access through a pipe. And you can have little pipes or you can have big pipes little pipe you're going to have a little bit of uh, broadband going through the big pipe you're going to have a lot of it right and how that is handled he says is determined by the carriers like we have bios and, and a bunch of other um, internet accessors and see i think we're lucky there because i think the united states is one of the only countries that have files yeah, fiber optic could, internet could could be uh but but they are those those companies are um, they support the access to the broadband right and they're like carriers they get me from my house to the river right okay what he was what he was saying was that the um, in Canada uh-huh. they may not have enough support uh, I don't want to say structural but in a way it is structural right support for access to the broadband and so they have to limit the amount of time that an individual can access it because everybody wants to and they don't have carriers to to make it available as many as we have in this country right and our our friends in canada could probably sit in there going duh we could have told you that <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you probably could have but no us we like to figure things out the hard way so anyhow we still want to know from our listeners especially in other countries but again i guess here in the, the states too because we found out that somebody less than 30 miles away from us has limited access because of carrier so if you have the same sort of problem that canada has uh we're, we're interested in hearing from you uh about it and and is your country in a position to to change that ever are you uh you know are we the only people in the world that have what we have and if so wow that, i was gonna say that's crazy if it <laughs> yeah. is yeah so anyhow we still do want to hear from you on the issue absolutely okay that's it for the brown bag today okay um while we're doing that i'm having i'm having internet problems oh good well we have we have we got any sffs wcs we do but i'm trying to get this rectified as we speak that s s uh 
SFFWC is a semi-famous boxer at Pro. So as soon as David gets his uh, internet access. <laughs> it's uh, the government. They're listening. You know, the, all the, the kids up in, uh, that work up in Silicon Valley, if there if are any of them listening to us, they're probably just going, oh, my God, how dim-witted can this woman be? Well, that's awesome. If, but, and I didn't even think about that. If you are from there... Yeah, oh, if we you're up in, in Silicon Valley, we we definitely want to. Hear we could use some education on the subject down here. <laughs> All right, kids. We also get together each and every week, and we find out who SFFWC semi-famous fucks who have croaked. Well, this one, kids, was not semi-famous. No, he, he was not. famous. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, and I was really sad. I knew it was coming, you know, because we talked about it last episode with him and his wife and his mm-hmm. kids. Um, legendary voice actor Casey Kasem passed away this week. Yeah. Um, well, I, he was more than a voice actor. Well, yeah, he was he was, he was. he was the voice of rock and roll for a long time. Uh, in, in fact, uh, let's see, CNN says that legend legendary radio personality yes. is what they call him. Yes. Uh, again, according to CNN.com, Casey Kasem, who entertained radio listeners for four decades. As the host of countdown shows such as American Top 40 and Casey's Top 40 died early Sunday, according to Facebook post from his daughter, Carrie Casey. The news was confirmed by Casey Kasem's agent, Don Pitts. Casey Kasem was 82 when he had been hospitalized in Washington State for two weeks. The quote, let's see, we have a quote here. Early this Father's Day morning, our dad, Casey Kasem, passed away. No, I didn't that sucks. Yeah. On Father's Day. Yeah. Um, surrounded by family and friends, Kaysen's children, Carrie, Mike, and Julie, wrote in a statement released by Kaysen's representative, Danny Durini. Durini. Um, Even though we know he is in a better place and no longer suffering, we are heartbroken. This world will miss Casey Kaysen, an incredible talent and humanitarian. We will miss our dad. Kasem's longtime friend, Galonzo Gonzalo Gonzalo Venicia, and his younger brother, Mourner Mourner? Wow. We're also with him when he died at St. Anthony's Hospital in Gig Harbor, Washington, at 3.25 a.m. Sunday, a family member said. Um, No, that's not Mourner. Back that up. That's Mourner. Mourner? M-O-U-N-E-R, folks. You figure it out. Uh, Casey Kasem had been suffering from Lou... Louis body disease? Never heard of that. The most common type oh. of progressive dementia after Alzheimer's. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. He also been... He had received... Recently been the subject of a bitter court battle involving three of his children by a previous marriage and his wife, Jean. Now, let me just jump back to that. You can go back to our last episode. She is just off her rocker. She, mm-hmm. she, in fact, there's a um, a statement that she made, and I felt it was really appropriate. And I'm, I'm not even going to put it on here, mm-hmm. uh, but she's just batshit fucking crazy. She really is. Well, and I read across. I came across something a few days before he passed that said that the a judge. I think it was in the newspaper. A judge had given his daughter 
uh, the right for uh, withholding nutritional support. Yes, because according to... Which they can do if, they're, yes. if they are a bona fide caregiver or have power of attorney uh, over a patient also, then, as you know, working in the, in the medical field, then that person can be the person to decide whether or not uh, nutrition can be withheld, or life support systems can be withheld, um, and so on. And uh, apparently this young woman uh, asked for that and was granted that by a judge. Because uh, according to his advanced directive, uh, he didn't. He he wanted, he wanted to be. Wanted to be medical. Yes, and the wife. And well, nutritional support can, as you know, just drag on the inevitable for a long, long time. Yes. Even even if a patient is taken off of uh, ventilators and other life support systems, nutritional support can still keep them hovering, if, if you will. For just an incredibly long, painful time. Unnecessarily long. Unnecessarily long. Quality of life has has uh, dwindled to nothing, and and yet they're still alive. Right. In, you know, in the very basis sense of the word. And so, fortunately, we have those those steps in place. Right. Legally uh, and within the medical community, so that the family members do not have to uh, watch their loved ones live an existence that is less than human. Right. All right, kids, this is coming from CNN.com. So here's the video for Casey Casey. I'm Casey Kasem, and here we go. Radio personality Casey Kasem was best known as the host of American Top 40. For 39 years, his warm and friendly delivery counted songs. We'll find out as we count down the 40 hottest hits in the USA. His iconic radio show also featured Kasem's long-distance dedications that often tugged at America's heartstrings. Now we're up to our long-distance dedication. Kasem, born to Lebanese parents, sharpened his skills serving in the Armed Forces Radio Network during the Korean War. After his discharge, he worked as a DJ for several stations before eventually landing in Los Angeles. In 1970, Kasem co-founded and hosted the American Top 40 franchise. He was passionate about radio and music. During the countdown, he told audiences fun facts about the recording artists before the songs were played. It became his trademark. The police with the number one song in the land last week. Every breath you take. It's been at the top now for six consecutive weeks. The radio personality also brought... So, for this week, we say goodbye to legendary... Casey Casey. All right, kids. Also, we get together and find out just who put aside their egos and find out what good they did for somebody else this week. And in this segment, we call it the helping hand. This week's helping hand is not a goddamn person. Nobody did anything good? No. Well, that we know about. There may have been lots of people who did something good. You bunch of celebrity fucks. You don't know anything about it. You just... Take our money it's and... possible that they didn't make the news. You know how the news is. It's all fucked. It's all about getting, uh, selling papers or selling TV time or radio time or whatever, you know, and sex, drugs, and murder sell. And, and none of the others uh, bring in as much attention. So 
maybe there was some good done and we just don't happen to know about it. So this week's Helping Hand <laughs> is you, the listener, for buying my book. Yeah, buy Ernie. Ernie. Yeah, buy David's book. Ernie has a book. All right, kids, let's get down to the meat and potatoes of the show. We call this the headline news. Oh, it's... it's uh, all right, let's get into the serious part. Um, um, okay, let me just, while I'm doing this, let me ask Sadie, mm. are you familiar with Tracy Morgan? Yes, I am, and I have been following the news regarding his accident. Um, for those that don't know, he was in uh, New Jersey. He had just finished a, a show. He was on his way back, and he was in a luxury tour bus. And oncoming traffic, I guess there was a big rig, that had been up for over 24 hours, which my father-in-law is a truck driver. I know illegal. it's it's illegal. very illegal. Yeah. Um, he fell asleep at the wheel yeah. and crashed right into the bus, killing uh, like two or three of the other people. That I thought were... only one, but maybe more have died since it happened, too. I thought only one person had died. I think it was a, a support person of his, if I'm not mistaken, a professional support person of his. Mm. Um, it may say in the text. Yes. Okay. Well, so anyway, Tracy was airlifted to a local hospital. Um, he had broke his legs. He broke his ribs, but unfortunately the ribs had punctured some internal organs. Um, he was in serious critical condition, you know, that night. Um, this is an update okay. through CNN.com, and it is that his condition has been upgraded. So it is uh, comedian Tracy Morgan, who was badly injured in a collision on June 7th, has been upgraded from critical to fair condition, which is a big, big step. Big step. Yeah. Um, fair doesn't sound like much, but no. in in this in this terminology, it's really good. Because you have, and, and Sadie and I both worked in the medical field for a long time, so we know the steps. It's stable condition, fair condition, guarded condition. And then critical condition. So he literally jumped garden with the fair condition. Yeah. So that's good. That's, that's a very really good thing. Good. Really good. Especially in that length of time. Uh, quote comes through. It says. And what that, I, should, oh, go ahead. I should throw that out too. What that means is that not only are his injuries, uh, quote, under control, under, unquote, but his, <coughs> his sensorium is, is greatly improved, which is to say he may be... Uh, breathing on his own he may be speaking and and uh, recognizing people and communicating pro appropriately with them and so on so there's a lot involved in uh, an upgrade like that it's not just a matter of does you know, are his alleys better right it has um, a lot to do with how his mental what his mental state is as well also i wanted to throw in there because i heard this the other day while i was working at the hospital and i, I did some searching on it because it was going around a big rumor uh, because Tracy is a, a severe diabetic, mm. and because he broke his leg, they were talking about having to amputate it, mm. and that they were going to amputate it. Well, that was just some jerk off, cause, you know, putting out rumors. Um, I, I searched, and it was for no, it wasn't for the show or anything. It was just for my benefit, and that's not true at all. Okay. So, um, the quote says, "Happy, happy to pass along that Tracy has been upgraded." To fair condition, which is a great improvement, publicist Lewis Key said. His personality is certainly starting to come back as well. Very cool. Um, 
and it's it's I, there's no jokes about this or no nothing about that. It's just um, I I enjoy his work. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very talented person. He's very funny, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when you see somebody that you kind of admire get injured, you always wish the best. Oh, absolutely. So that's what this is about. We just we wish him the best and a speedy recovery. Yep. Okay, with that out of the way, kids. <clears throat> Let's get into some comical stuff. Okay, you know they're making a brand new Star Wars film. And originally, they were going to bring all new cast in because they were going to be the, the kids of the old episode. Yeah. Well, they figured that since this is like the last hurrah for Luke, Leia, Han Solo, yeah. they're going to base this whole movie on them. Yeah. Well, they're in England right now shooting. And what happened is, is Harrison Ford, who... He comes back as Han Solo. Uh, Han Solo. Really? Yes. In a wheelchair. <laughs> it's funny you say that because look at the headline. Oh, my God. <laughs> the headline is, is Harrison Ford's broken ankle could <laughs> sideline actor from filming Star Wars Episode Seven up to eight weeks. Oh, my goodness. 71-year-old actor broke his ankle. Uh, will force J, uh, director J.J. Abrams to shuffle the film schedule after Ford was crushed by a falling door on the oh. set of the movie. Oh now, God. what happened is, is and I don't, really don't even need to look this because I already know what happened. Um, he was on the set. He was, They're inside the Millennium Falcon, you know, his, his spaceship. Yeah. And he was walking through the door, and you know how, like, the door will slide up and yeah, slide right, down? Yeah, right, right. Well... When it slid up, it pinged, something broke, and it just dropped. <gasps> and it dropped right oh. on his ankle. Oh, oh that's nasty. And Boom. if he was, if it pinged mm-hmm. a half a second later, mm-hmm. he would be in our saying goodbye. No shit. Oh. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> hey, at 71, a broken ankle is a big deal. I mean, it is anyway, but at 71. I'm not that much older than 71. Trust me, I wouldn't want to have a broken ankle. <clears throat> so, oh, he got old. what happened? He got old. <laughs> That's Han Solo, folks. That that is Han Solo. I'll put I'll put the the picture up for yeah. everyone to see. See, I on the other hand have not aged a minute. No, I look just like I did when I was 20. There, there he is go. on the right. Yeah, that's, back that's, in the day. I was going to say, that's probably what you remember. Uh, well, from that movie, that's what I remember. <clears throat> I'm a big Harrison Ford fan as far as that goes, and I've seen practically everything he's ever made. Well, here's a little I bit. watched that, that uh, Air Force One. I watched that thing all the time. Oh, I love movie. that movie. Where he's President Get Jack Ryan. Plane. I love that movie. Um, here's a little tidbit for you. Yeah. He was not originally supposed to be Han Solo. Yeah. But he knew George Lucas, so he came in and he was helping George Lucas do the read-through as he was casting other characters. He was Han Solo. He was just doing the read-through. And by the end of the read-through, George Lucas is like, you're perfect. Yeah. And And he he, is. And he he never really actually auditioned for it. Hmm. But because he was helping and and he knew his lines better than everybody because he kept reading them over and over for the audition practices. He got the, the job well, as Han Solo. See there? So you never know, do you? So, you know, well wishes goes out to... Uh, yeah, jeez. Heal Harrison. fast, dude. That's nasty. Eight weeks. Oh. He's going to have so much to go through with physical education. Physical therapy. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, it says Ford's injuries was serious enough to mobile, uh, yeah, mobilize an airlift to, yeah. from the set. And the actor's son, Ben Ford, told Access Hollywood that his father may need surgery to add a plate and screws to the bone. Lucas and Disney announced that the filming would continue while Ford recovers, though reports are circulating that major shifts in the schedule would be required. Or, yeah. I feel fine. That hurts. So. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysomon.com. Ah, 
All right, now we get to. Do you remember? I'm, I'm picking up the glasses. Yeah. Do you remember back in May? It was May. I don't remember what episode. Was, but we we talked about Justin Bieber. He's at a nightclub, and this lady sees Justin, and she's taking a picture of somebody else, but it's, it's in the direction of Justin Bieber and his bodyguards. And she could give a rat's ass about Justin Bieber. And she's taking a picture of, like, her son or her boyfriend, whatever. Yeah. Same direction, just kind of off. Yeah. So when he looked, Justin Bieber looked towards, it looked like she held up her phone, was taking a picture. Yeah. So she went, or not she, but, well, who's she? It's Justin Bieber. It, <clears throat> he went to her, demanded to have her phone. She said no. He ripped it out of her hand, and then you know the bodyguards kind of kept her in place while he was looking through the phone. And um, I'd have sued his little ass all over the town for that. Well, see the the little bastard. Okay, what, what did that guy call him last? Week? Oh, he likes, he likes no, no, it. No, 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 not that guy. The last week guy. Remember the. Oh, oh, oh. Aaron Hernandez. You called him a shit he nugget or something? A, a, a cunt nugget. Cunt nugget, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cunt nugget, yes. <laughs> yes look yes. it up to see. Uh, yeah, that's, that's mm. an interesting visual mentally. Yeah, um, so, anyway, she's like, you know, she goes to the DA. Good. And she said, you know what, he, I got it back, but at the moment, he robbed me. Yeah, he that was robbery. He absolutely invaded her privacy and a lot of other things at the same time. Well, it, it's amazing because they <laughs> they said nah. He avoided felony robbery charges. So. They decided that they're not going to press charges. Mm. And. <laughs> Now, let me tell you something. I'm a very passive guy, but if you go and try to take my phone, I will break your fucking hand. Well, I was going to say, if it was me and that child did that to me, I think I'd be hitting it. Yes. I mean, literally hitting it. <clears throat> so he... and, and, I, and the thing is, I probably wouldn't know him if I found him in my oatmeal. Yeah, really. I, I just, you know, I, I'm anybody, swag, anybody that would come up and take a, a Personal. person's possession like that out of their hand and start going through it no uh -uh. but LA says maybe she settled out of court or something maybe well it says that LA um, Justin Bieber will not face felony charges of robbery despite a woman's claim the singer tried to steal her cell phone last month he uh, tried to he did took it out of her hand yeah at that point I think that's considered robbery possession's nine tenths of the law uh, so they they decided that they're not going to press charges, and the little anybody else done that? Yes. He'd have been in jail for a month without bail. He he just cut nugget. We're, we're back we're back to that. Remember that episode we had on uh, celebrities uh, thinking that they can get away with stuff just because they are celebrities. That was episode one. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's another example. So he gets away with that. Mm -hmm. Then remember last week he there was a you know the video about him and he was doing that racist song. Mm -hmm. Well, he said he issued a um, a press release and said that he was very sorry and that he found Jesus. Oh God. And was he at, at Kanye's? 
<laughs> oh wait, that was Jesus, not Jesus. Yeah, he, okay. He actually Excuse used, me. He actually used the J. Um, and yes. that he has a pastor. This is getting good. Oh my god. And no. that he's a good Christian boy now. Oh fuck me. And over the weekend, kids. This is not a joke. Did he get baptized? He got baptized. No way. Yes. Seriously? <clears throat> Justin Bieber baptized in a bath. Did he take off his head mic and stuff? I'm, I'm hoping there's uh, pictures. Justin Bieber baptized in a bathtub to cleanse himself after racist video. Singer turns to religion. And that pretty much tells you everything I just said. Please oh, let the text. Please let there be a video. Or not a video. A video would be even better. Oh, yeah. Baptism. I'm swag. <laughs> the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm swag, yo. In, but I'm in Jesus any bound. particular church? Was he baptized into any particular church? Uh, let's see what this is. I mean, is. since it was a, an actual baptism in a bathtub, I'm assuming instead of like a christening in a Catholic church. Right. Um, it says, this is what it says, Justin Bieber had apparently... Been purged from his sins after the a priest <laughs> baptized him in a oh, bathtub a following the recent racist video. The singer mm-hmm. turned to religion to prevent any further offenses, enlisting the help of Pastor Carl Linz, uh, who worked with the 20-year-old in New York last month. Bieber reportedly attended church services and studied the Bible passages before his recent baptism, performed in a bathtub of one of his friend's religious rites that symbolizes I'm trying to read because the print small. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, let's see. An admission to the Christian church. Oh. I'm now, well, <clears throat> I used to be. My daddy was a Christian church. And I want to go on record right now and say. I am not about to say anything against this young man's religious conversion. If, in fact, he has found God, great. I'm happy for him. If his, uh, if he's sincere in his conversion, I'm happy for him. We'll see how he lives his life now. That's all I have to say. Okay, well, that's good because I have plenty. <laughs> this is Pastor Carl. Okay. He he's uh he's swag yo. He's a, a thug Christian pastor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, hey Pat, listen. You can't you can't see inside anyone's heart. This is this is God's job. See, that's him. And you cannot see inside anyone's heart. This is God's job. So if 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 he has made this commitment, that's in his own heart. We cannot say he has not. That's him and the Biebs. You can't. You just can't. You don't know what is in his heart. I'm sorry. I don't like to argue with you, but uh, and and I grant you that the guy doesn't look like a traditional preacher, but that's beside the point. I grew up in a in a, my dad was a preacher. I grew up in in an atmosphere where uh, my dad said it doesn't matter if you're in a cathedral. Or out in the middle of the woods, you can pray anytime, anywhere. Your your relationship with your God is your relationship with your God, whoever you hold that to be. So that's how I was raised. That's what I believe. So I'm not going to say that Justin Bieber used this to get attention 
or to get off any hook or anything else like that. If he has truly made this commitment, then more power to him. We'll see how his life changes because certainly his life will change. One would hope if he has made this commitment, there will be visible changes uh, in the way he behaves and in what he does. There it is. Or is this it? Let me see. That looks like it, yeah. That looks like a hot tub rather than a bathtub, but, you know, maybe that's his bathtub. (laughs) So now that Justin is a good little Christian boy, we'll find out what he has done next week. We'll see if he changes his behavior. And we'll find out. Because religious conversion does bring about a change in behavior. That's part of the whole thing. Speaking of changing in behavior, we we go to Lindsay Lohan. Now, Lindsay... She's been all over the place, okay? The last time we talked about her, she get lost her show, Lindsay, off of the own, Oprah. Ne- yeah, yeah. own yeah, network. Yeah, she fell off the wagon. Well, she's living in London right now. Okay. And never. <laughs> she's just having a hell of a time, from what I understand. And her one of her, I think her youngest brother, just graduated high school. Not the one that we saw last week. Uh, that one was actually the older brother. This is a younger brother. He graduated high school last week. And <clears throat> Lindsay, and this is, this is according to our good friends at TMZ. Mm. I, I just had to throw a TMZ in there. Mm. Lindsay Lohan, no time for brother's graduation. Oh. She's a Londoner now. Oh. So <clears throat> that's the Lohan family. That's uh, the kid that graduated, you know, 18-year-old. And what this pretty much says is that she's just too busy. Oh, actually, he's 17. He's 17. Um, she's just too busy having a good time, getting loaded, getting drunk off her ass in London. And she just doesn't have time to go to the graduation. Deal with the graduation. Which was, I assume, back in the States. Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, come on. Just... Make up your mind. Are you going to be sober? Are you going to be drunk? Oh, I, I think that going to be decision high? has been made. I don't, I don't see this child ever getting on the wagon and staying there. I just don't. At least not for a long time. Because she just she lacks either the commitment or the guidance or both to, to do that. So I don't, I don't see that happening for her. I mean, she's had everything in the way of motivation that you can imagine including the threat of serious jail time. I just want to jump in and say, uh, at Dave, V-E-S-C-I-O, Visco, mm-hmm. is uh, now following us on the Jesus. That would make it 860. Yes. Yay! So, Dave. thanks, Dave. <sighs> so, there she is. She's just, I don't know. Good luck. No, you know what? Keep it up. At least that way we have something to talk about each week. Well, I think that's a guarantee. (laughs) 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 Um, Have you heard of Mary Harry? It was on Fox (laughs) TV. No, I don't believe so, no. Okay, Um, I I had to do a little research prior to this. Now, Mary Harry is, it was kind of like The Bachelor. And what they did is they get all these women together... And the bachelor was a Prince Harry lookalike. So they thought 
the, the girls thought it was Prince Harry. Oh, Mary as in M-A-R-R-Y. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about somebody named Mary. No, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I'm there now. Yeah, I kind of have heard of that. Okay. Okay. Well, they came out with one episode, and this is according to Variety Magazine, which just cracked me the hell up. Foxpool's <laughs> lowest rated I Want to Marry Harry from its schedule. Uh-huh. Now, he does look like Mary Harry. <laughs> and pretty much all this says what I just said. You know, it's like all the women yeah. thought it was Prince Harry of England. And he put on this horrible... I mean, if you had half a brain, you would pick up it was a fake accent. Or it wasn't even really him? No. It, it was a lookalike. And... Oh. <clears throat> oh, okay. So, on Tuesday night, in the history of television... The whole history of television. <laughs> Which goes back a long way. It scored a rating of 0.4, which is the lowest rated. We're talking I Love Lucy reruns get a higher rating. Oh, Lucy's a great show. But Dang. I know, but I'm, but I'm saying it's like, you know, it's 50 years old. And Gilligan's your Island. point is? I'm saying a 50-year-old TV show gets higher ratings than this is. one. Of course it is. This is an excellent show. It's 0.4 rating. Okay, so that uh, roughly means that 1.1 million people watched it. Probably the same ones that watch the, the one about the women that are all... What the fuck is that thing called? Uh, they're in Miami. They're all married... The housewives, of, yeah, you know. something like that. Yeah, the same people who watch that probably watch this. But it was the lowest. Maybe the relatives of the people in this show watched yeah. it. It was the lowest watched yeah. TV show ever. Ever. I wonder how many people actually that translates to. One point one million. Oh yeah. Yeah. So a million people watch it. But according to TV, we don't have that many people listening to us. Well, if we were on network TV. No, they. Uh, <laughs> nah, <laughs> I don't think so. They'd turn it on. They go, "Are you fucking kidding?" <laughs> but um, one point one is nothing in in the TV world. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. So yeah. because a one percent is, you know, one percent is considered like you're almost canceled kind of thing, and yeah. that yeah. is a hundred million. Oh yeah. At one percent. So there you go. So, well, I'm glad because it sounded like a dumb idea in the first place. Yeah. Maybe, but. It was just... Yeah. Um, let's see. Where do we go? You know, I like Bill Murray. Yeah, I do too. And lately he's been doing silly things, just kind of being memorable. To be memorable or they are memorable? Both. Okay. And what happened was is that um, this couple... They, I guess it's a new thing now. Um, you know, instead of having an intimate moment to engage, you know, to be engaged, yeah, it's a, a publicity thing. People are taking pictures and videos, and it's just yeah, they, they sort of escalate. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> they go out in the middle of nowhere and, and then have a one of the where all the people show up all at once. Right. They, yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, in my, I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but I've always thought, you know, when you engage to somebody, you know, you pop the question. When you propose. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 
it's supposed to be intimate. It's supposed to no, be. Well, it certainly would be personal, I yeah. would think. It's, yeah. To me, it's not like, hey, look at me. Yeah, Yay. I got, well, after the fact. Well, yeah, yeah but not at the, the moment. But no, in the moment, <laughs> you it's like having sex on TV. It, yeah. You know? It's supposed to be like a little bit more personal and private than that, I would think. So here we go. After dishing out some marriage advice at the bachelor party over Memorial Day weekend, Bill Murray is now photobombing another Charleston, North or South Carolina. Oh, I was about to get jumped there. Charleston, South Carolina, not North, South. A couple that also was on their way to the altar. Um, Fia forever wedding photography got a pleasant surprise when the 63-year-old Groundhog Day actor showed up downtown at the engagement photo shoot for Ashley Donald and Eric Rogers. Um, An engagement photo shoot is not the same as shooting a photo of him posing for the first time. It is. What they do this isn't a photo they can put the paper saying so-and-so and so-and-so are engaged. No, no, no. no. What happens right. is, is they wait for that moment. There's a professional photographer, and when he gets down on his well, knees... Well, they do that with weddings all the time. Yeah, but when he gets down on his yeah. knees to propose, yeah. they take the picture. They do that with weddings. Do you, do you, I now pronounce you, click. They do the same thing. Um, it figures that kids would carry it to that extreme. At You wait. J- Hold on. First, At, first time a virgin gets it, that's going to be photo time. Click. At Giant Stripper is now following us on Twitter. At Giant Stripper? Yes. S-T-R-I-P-P-R. I don't know how to take that. I really don't know where to go with that. I think of several different directions at once. None of them are appropriate, so I'll just let it lay there. But thank you. That wasn't either good either. So what happens is they're getting ready to propose. You see, he's still down on his knee. Yeah, I see that. Uh, she's there, and, and Bill, Bill Murray Murray's just kind of looking bored. He just kind of pops in. He's yeah. like, "Hi," and the and he charged for that. I bet. No, no, no. In oh. fact, well, that was nice of him. He the, could have done. <clears throat> they're like, "Do you want to be part of this photo?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So you know, he they took the picture. Oh, that was good. And he's like, "Congratulations!" He took off. Oh, that was cool. You, that could have almost gone into our who did helping hand. Smart. Yeah, helping hand. That's weird, though. I mean, well, I don't know. I just like his. I like the comical sensibility to it. It just people are changing. Think times are changing, David. You're getting older, okay? And this kind of I'm older than you are, way okay. And but I can see why kids do this kind of stuff. They've been doing it with weddings for for. A long, long time. I went... Okay, let's back up a second. Okay. The first time I was married was in 1959. <clears throat> yes. Okay. My father performed the ceremony. 250 people came to the church. It was June 14, 1959, in Arcadia, California. Hotter day had not been recorded in that city before or since. It was the hottest fucking time of our lives. Wow. It was... Incredibly hot. We had the wedding. We had the little reception, which was a bunch of cake and, and a few friends milling, and that was about it, in the in the ante room of the church there. After which, a photographer came and took our pictures. 
We stood up on the altar, we stood in a group, we stood over here, we stood, we got in the car to go, we held the pose, and he took a picture of us waving goodbye with rice in our hair and shit like that. (laughs) Okay, that's how they did it in 1959. Right. Fast forward about 30 years to my son's wedding. Okay. Okay. And forgive me, David, I don't remember the year, honey, I'm sorry. Uh... They had a wedding photographer there during the service who took photos of people as they came in and from a fairly discreet distance, although noticeable if you paid attention to it, took photos during the service. Okay. Now they have photos photo or photographers at weddings like right in your face behind the preacher catching the rings getting the smile the kiss the saliva down the the whole thing and nobody thinks anything of it that's the way they do it these days just everything so, has to be documented well uh, yeah i think that's part of it i i i'm not sure i understand the motivation because i can and i can't I can't condemn the motivation <laughs> today any more than I would want it to have been condemned 60 years, 55 years ago right. when I got married the first time. Because, yeah, we took photographs. We weren't like, while it was happening, you know, again, when my first son was born, we took him home. We took a picture of me in the wheelchair uh, coming out of the hospital. These days, Mom and Dad and Aunt Susie are all in the delivery room with the video cam looking at her hoo-hoo and the baby coming out. Yeah, so you, yeah, there, you got a point. You there, got a there's, point. there's big, big <laughs> changes in the way we experience some really intimate moments. There is no intimacy anymore. Sure. Uh, you know, it used to be between me and the doc. They wouldn't even let my husband in the, in the delivery room. When my when my kid was born, he was in the in the what the hell the yelling room. <laughs> I always called it because people were in there like yeah. Uh, pre-delivery. I can't, what the fuck do they call it when you're in there and, and just gutting it out, waiting for the kid to come out? I don't know. Well, anyhow, whatever room that is, he was allowed in there. Okay. Yeah, you know, but when it came time, triage. No, it wasn't triage. I was well, in the, labor. The one that we I went to. I was in to? labor just recently with Zoe, they call it the triage. Oh, well, whatever. In those days, they didn't call it that. Whatever the hell they called it, he was allowed to be in there. But when it was time to go, you know, they came in and went, oh, yeah, looks like baby might be coming out soon. Bye-bye. My husband was escorted out of the room. I was taken into a delivery uh, OR, Uh and the delivery took place there. And when they brought the baby out, he hadn't been washed up or anything. It's hilarious. He hadn't been washed up or anything. You know, they had wrapped up in a towel and that was it. And they were on the way to the nursery. And he happened to be there. And so the nurse said, oh, you want to see your baby? And she opened up the, the blanket so he could see him. And he thought something had happened to me and they'd had to do a, a radical uh, C-section or something and get the baby out because the baby was all bloody and gorpy right. like they are when they first pop out. You know, right. They don't look like it in the movies, folks. <laughs> Anyhow... So he, like, damn near fainted because he thought I was dead and the kid, barely, you know, all this crap. Anyhow, the, the point is that that, that was an intimate, intimate moment, so to speak, with me and my doctor. Right. My husband wasn't even allowed in that intimate moment. 
again, this was 50, more than 50 years ago. So you... I see what you're the, saying. The, you know, there, it's, it's a whole different world, and I don't know whether it has to do with our documentary capabilities have improved, plus our, our social sensitivities have changed. We're not as sensitive, in the negative sense of the word, to that sort of thing as we used to be. Right. You know. Um, I was going to say, because I, I was there for the birth of both my kids. Oh, I, I yeah. Both, you know, oh, both yeah. my kids, I cut their yeah, For years, birth. my son was at his daughter's birth, and then she's 21. She just turned 21. Right. So, you know, it, it's, and I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying it's way, it's the way, way things different. change. Yeah, right. way different. So for us to look, for us at this point in time, to look at an engagement photo that, in the first place, she, I can't, I don't think it's like we're thinking, okay? Because she had, she was there for the photo. She had to know what she was there for. What did he say? Honey, I want you to come and have your picture taken, but I don't want to tell you why. No, no, it was all pre I mean, pre it was all she pre had to know. Yeah. So there had to have been at least some sort of unspoken agreement between them to start with. So in my thinking, they probably already were, quote, engaged, unquote. Right. But they wanted to document, for whatever their reasons are, for posterity, the moment of of uh, wonderment and all that crap, <laughs> you know, when he proposed. Uh, right. There was a commercial not too many years ago that ran. It was real cute. And it, I forget if they were selling diamonds or cars, but um, <clears throat> it was showing the different ways that guys propose to their beloved. Right. You know, and they were cute, some of them. You know, they were out on the beach, and the girl jumps up and down and giggles and screams, and then somewhere, somewhere else. And, and maybe that sort of inspired it. Maybe that was behind the thinking of, oh, wouldn't that be cool? I wish we had, because he he proposed to me in such an unusual way. I sure wish I had a video of that. You know, I can see that co kind of going on in people's minds. And, and so, who knows exactly the evolution of that particular um, need to document, but I, I, I can see it sort of as a natural progression. And, and it kind of makes you wonder where it's going to go from here. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, I seriously, that's what I said. When I, a virgin's going to get hers, it's going to be documented. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on YouTube. <laughs> Trust me, it's going to happen. So, I don't know. I I think it's cool that Bill Murray went and, yes. and didn't charge him for it because the way I understand a lot of celebrities do these days, he certainly could have done. Yeah. And didn't. He showed is, up. It's cool. Yeah. So... But yeah, I, I kind of understand that that kids do that these days. I get it. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to do. <laughs> wouldn't want to do it myself. But you can't. You can, you can't. How how could a guy set up without the girl knowing it a documented proposal? I mean, think about it. That you can't. that you could, but it would take a lot of doing. And the average Joe doesn't have that kind of money, um, and probably not that kind of an imagination. Not that there's anything wrong with the average Joe. They're all just average, and that's fine. So, you know, it, it, it isn't going to be real. It's going to be fake. Right. You know, where the weddings, at least the wedding <clears throat> photos that we took, 
were real, yeah. Well, no, the ones that we took were fake. They were after the fact. The ones they take now are right there. The ju- the the priest or okay, the judge or whatever yeah. said, "Do ya?" And they said, "Yeah." And then, okay, you are. And bam, you got the photo of the very moment they became one. Right. And and some people dig that kind of shit, and that's okay. <laughs> Since we're, okay. since we're talking about weddings, I, I went ahead. I was going to hold this until later, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. And, okay. And <clears throat> it's it's not a happy conversation, but okay. it's just something that I, I heard about it. I think I heard about it in NPR. It just kind of rubbed my, my skin the wrong way. Mick Jagger. Okay, Mick Jagger is, what, 70 years old? Yeah, at least. He's and as old as I am. Almost. He got the moves. Just... I know that song. You don't even know that song, do you? Yeah, I do. I was trying to think of the who was the singer. You don't know who that singer is? I can't think of his name. Oh, my God. Who is it? Do you watch The Voice? No. I don't watch TV. None? Hardly any. <gasps> I don't even know why I pay for TV. I don't watch it. <laughs> um... But anyway, let me go ahead and jump on this. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the serious thing is, is Mick Jagger, um, and we talked about this when this happened. I don't remember. It was this year. But anyway, his girlfriend had killed herself. You remember that? Yes, I do. And he went on record and said that he loved her very much and that he would never, you know, he would never get over it. And it was going to take him forever, if not for the rest of his life, to get over it. And mind you, this happened only a few months ago. Well, Mick Jagger has a new girlfriend. <clears throat> that didn't take long, did it? Mick Jagger. Yeah, wrote... He's flexible. Cialis. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Mick Jagger, frontman of Rolling Stones, of course, is now dating a 27-year-old American ballet dancer. Three... All right. Oh, there you go. Three months after the death of his longtime girlfriend, L. Rin Scott... The Rolling Stones frontman, 70, is dating Melanie Hemrick, who he first met during a trip to Tokyo in February. This is her. That's her. Nice. And this is them. Wow, he looks like shit. But that's them on the... Then road hard, put away wet a lot. <laughs> what do you want? Plus, he's old. But you know, I, I mean. But he is who he is, so you know she's gonna go there. Well, yeah, because he's worth a lot of money. But it, it's just the thing. Okay, he went just three months ago. He said, "I don't know if I'll ever get over the love of my life killing herself." Well, see how time wounds all wounds. <laughs> Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Okay, that's the, the singer. Like yeah. I, I, I was going to show you, but I can't transfer it over to the thing. Oh, it's okay. I know. I couldn't think of who. I was going to, I was going to, I don't know what I thought I was going to do, but I was thinking if you could go there, you could put him up on the screen. Go to the voice. But anyway. But my thing is, is with him is, is that they were together for a very long time. And it just, it rubs me the wrong way. I mean, just don't play the card. 
don't play it all oh, poor me poor me if if you're not sad about this then, then just don't be sad about it oh maybe he maybe he feels <laughs> maybe he doesn't really mean it and Jesus, what do you want? He's like, I, I, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm fucking this 27-year-old anyway, so it's no big well, loss. Well, if, if anything can uh, get you over that, if you will, hump, <laughs> I would think fucking a 27-year-old would do it. <laughs> but I, I just, you know, you know me. I'm always the devil's advocate in these situations. Maybe the guy didn't really mean it when he said it. That's what makes this show so good is because <laughs> you always, you always, <clears throat> you, you, norm, nine times out of ten you play the devil's advocate. I do. Well, because there's always two sides to every coin. There's always two, at least two different ways to look at something. And we, you know, we look at it from the outside looking in. We don't know what's going on in that guy's head. We don't. That's we true. We have no way to know. He doesn't even know what's going on in his head most of the time. I was going to say. He's <laughs> pickled or dusted or, <laughs> or whatever. Medicated. Yeah, really. Okay, kids, this is our last topic of the night. And I save this because, well, since we're talking about Devil's Advocate, I'm almost 100% sure we're going to have dual um, opinions on this. Okay. I, I'm almost positive. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> From Grumpy Cat to Muru to Live Bub, Internet Cats... Little Bub. Little Bub. Internet Cats are actually serious business. What is happening is Lifetime has taken the Grumpy Cat. Now, if anybody has Facebook, they know who know the who Grumpy, Grumpy Cat, cat is. is. They have taken this fucking cat and they're putting him in a multi-million dollar movie <laughs> called Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas ever. Okay? It'll probably sell. <laughs> It'll probably do very well. Because remember, who buys the most tickets to any movie these days? What? Kids? Any Anybody under the age of 10. Yeah. Okay? Or their parents. I'm sorry, I disagree. No, no. It's, it's just my <laughs> thought of... Like a sled. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Scraping the bottom of the barrel. Look how long we've been making movies and television. They're running out of ideas. Hire my ass. I'll give them <laughs> brand new, original, never thought There's, of ideas. Nah, you can't do that. Nothing's nothing's never been thought of. I'm sorry. Somebody thought of it somewhere. You tell me. I wrote a script. There's a script written. <laughs> Justin Bieber is falling down the side of a uh, of a motel or motel a hotel. He's falling. He's going, I'm swag, yo. You tell me where that's seen on television. That is oh, original. It, yes, that, that's <laughs> original. Uh, I, I, but that's my thing. Is And it's funny you bring that up because is that it? Have we gotten yeah. that yeah. low on the creative scale? Well, look how many sequels. I mean, hello, we just got through talking about their redoing Star Wars yet again. How many Star Wars movies were there? Six. Okay. And we're having another? Yes. Episode seven. Or uh, what's his face with the nails? Uh, not my guy, but uh, uh, Freddy. Freddy Krueger? Yeah. How many Elm Street movies Eight. were there? 
Okay. I have all eight. How many? How many guys with the hockey masks? Movies. Halloween guys. Jason. 12, Jason. Uh, that's Friday the Thirteenth. I think they've made somewhere between twelve and thirteen. There you go. Okay. Now, if that isn't an indication that um, unique ideas are not readily available to these movie makers. I don't know what is. I mean, and, and, and a, an argument could be had, oh, well, but they make more of them because they sell. Well, okay, but the first one sold. And it was, it was different when it was the first Freddy right. or the first Jason or the first Star Wars. They sold. Right. They, were, they were good. They were different. They were, and they sold. We didn't need 13 more. Come up with something else. It'll sell. <laughs> you don't have to keep belaboring the thing for crying out loud. I can't believe they're but doing But the grumpy cat? Try. Well, I, What is he going to sit there? He's going to look... He, I don't know. I would imagine they're going to set up some scenarios around this cat, and he's going to sit there and look like George Burns on a bad day and without the cigar, and, and everybody will think it's funny or not. And it may not sell. But if the kids have anything to say about it, tickets will sell. I'm not going to see this. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Look at Elf. Elf's a great movie. Don't okay? like it. I love Elf. And I the reason I like Elf is it was a different story. I mean, yes, the basics were the same. Right. You know, the adopted person who has to fit in and has trouble and gets into a, a scrape in a, another part of a world he isn't used to and that sort of, that's all been done a thousand billion times but the fact that he was an elf and, and it was Will Ferrell he was funny and all of that kind of stuff that made it different made it unique made it cute and I like to watch the movie I watch it every now and then whether it's Christmas or not but I don't need Elf 2 okay you're coming out with Elf 2? no okay. but I'm just saying don't because I don't need it give me something else you know let's have something different um, TV shows. I love Grimm. Yeah, okay. we talked about that. Grimm, I like because it's two things. It's it's historically, uh, literarily, is that a word? Uh, relevant. Okay, it has a literary history. I'll put it that way. And it's it's a it's a, uh, an aspect of that liter literary history that I hadn't thought of, and they've been doing that a lot lately. With Maleficent, I can't say it, Maleficent. Um, Close enough. Yeah, thank you. Um, and like uh, Snow White and the Hunter and a bunch of other fairy tales that they have brought to the screen, to the big screen, uh, or to television, um, focusing on aspects of Mother Goose, if you will, or other fairy tales. Uh, focusing on aspects of those we hadn't considered before, or at least I hadn't. Before. You know, I stopped reading fairy tales when my children were old enough to not care. Right. So it never occurred to me past that to, to, to you know, like a lot of people say about fairy tales, you know, they're quite morbid and, and bloody and, and frightening to children. And um, I ne that never occurred to me. So I find those kinds of movies kind of interesting because those minds to whom it did occur have made these movies and I think have done a good job with a lot of them. I've enjoyed a lot of them. 
And they're not unique material. Right. They're basically right out of Mother Goose, you know, or the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, but it's not the grumpy cat. But it's, it isn't the, the, the grumpy cat. I'll grant you that. It's like making a movie out of a popcorn sack. Exactly. Uh, and I get that. I get your complaint. And, it, and, and it's legitimate. I get that. But like you said, a lot of people know. And don't, you don't think adults are the only people that live on Facebook. Right. A lot of kids live there, too. Okay? They know who grumpy cat is. And... They might be real excited about a movie with Grumpy Cat. I'm going to have to ask Jake. And if they are, oh, littler, littler, seven, six-year-olds. Okay. Like the little girls that were singing Frozen on Facebook. You've seen that. Yeah. Lacey posted it. It's so cute. I just love that. I showed that to Ernie and because you can't tell, unless you know the movie, you really can't tell what they're, what they're saying, you know, And but he heard the tune, you know, and he goes, they're singing Frozen, right? And I go, yeah, isn't that cute? And it is. It's so cute. Those kids are so wrapped up in it. That's the age kid that's going to buy a ticket to see the Grumpy Cat movie. Lord help us all. Mm-hmm. All right, kids. We had a good show. I actually, I, I, I kept myself in check. I tried to keep, you know. You did good. You did good. You didn't bash him too much. No. Buy my fucking book. Thank you. Yeah. So you heard what we think? Wait. Hold on. We forgot to sign off. Oh. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S.C. Burbank. Too much caffeine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So until next week, you heard what we think, and now you know. See you later. Good night. Bye-bye. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.C. Burbank Podcast. Actually, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.